What is the event podcast? We'll begin in five, three, one, four. Welcome to What is the Event Podcast with Jim and Georgia, the first podcast dedicated to the event on NBC. Your place to talk about communication satellite. What the hell are they communicating with? They're sending a message home. Hello, and welcome back to What is the Event Podcast with Jimmy and Georgia, the first podcast dedicated to the event on NBC, the only enhanced podcast about the event on NBC. This week we do have our first of the hiatus cast. Um, We are still almost three months away from the next episode of the event on February 28th, which will be an exciting two-part or mid-season premiere, and we'll uh, talk about a little bit more of that here in just a few minutes. So I guess we'll just go ahead and get started like we normally do with a little bit of event news. From the What is the Event podcast studios. It's the event news with Jimmy in Georgia. All right. So as we've mentioned previously, the event will return February 28th. As we've shared before on our uh, podcast, and you may have seen other places, the premiere for the mid-season will be February 28th, and it's going to be a double header that night. Two episodes, 11 and 12, um, will be coming out, and those episodes. Don't have episode titles or um, descriptions or anything like that just yet. But over at the eventiscoming.com there is some information there. Um, Nick, the creator of the event, shares some information about um, about what is to come. And uh, one thing he does say there, um, those episodes 11 and 12 are going to be directed by Jeffrey Reiner, who directed the first episode. He's one of the executive producers on the show. And Last week, they actually started filming principal photography on both of those episodes, which is kind of kind of fun. And they were also working on episodes 13 and 14 in the writer's room. So they're definitely moving ahead with the season, even though there aren't any new episodes on television at this point. So that's good good news to look forward to that. And um, I guess that's about all for there. There's not a new post there just yet. Nick did tweet today saying go to NBC.com slash the event for more information You know, while the show is away. But over at the truthseeker5314.com, there was a, uh, a post on the 3rd called Ground Control to Major Tom, which is a reference to an old um, song. But anyway, that uh, little message there basically was talking about the information that um, we shared last week from the Truthseeker about the uh, the bomb, or they thought it was a bomb, the uh, missile, which really turned out to be a communication satellite um, being launched. And they um, have for us, if you'd like to download it there or listen to it or whatever, the two versions of the signal that it's being sent, and we're going to insert that here in the podcast because um, I feel like they give us permission to do so. It does say um, at the end of the message the following, and I will read that for you. As you know by now, the missile launch was not an ICBM, but it was a com- communication satellite which transmitted a code away from the pale blue dot into the vast open spaces of the cosmos. What code, you ask? I have been patiently waiting for a leaked copy of the source inside Langley before Wiki You-Know-What gets their hands on it. But I got tired of twiddling my thumb, so instead I wired 20 euros to a gentleman in Iceland who maintains a rather substantial dish array 
and was able to score a decent facsimile of the transmission. Thus, our work is not done, my friends. It is only the beginning. I call on the Knight Commanders of the Digital Realm to unite in our race to decode this, not only against the smug legions over at the NSA, but also for the humankind. Go forth, share, listen, hack, upload. And then we have the two little messages that we'll play for you right now. And then we'll come right back and talk about it just a little bit. All right, well, those are the two little scrambled <laughs> alien-sounding messages we have. And uh, like I often say, I'm not out there digging around on every website trying to find all the information there is to find about the event. I'm not looking for spoilers, per se, or even theories for the most part. <laughs> like I'm just trying to watch and, and think about it and listen to you guys that interact here at the show. But I mean, here these do sound um, pretty alien. We've seen, I've, I've heard something similar to this on other um, movies and television shows and things. But, um, I don't know. Apparently there's some message we can decode in there. Maybe if we played it backwards or slowed it down a lot or both. I don't know. So if we have any news or updates on that, or if any of you know the answer, feel free to send that in to us and we'll be glad to share that. Uh, and that's most of our event news for this week. Just a few little quick things there. And, um, we're going to move on over into our section for the event line. We are now entering the portion of the show referred to as the event line. All right, this week on the Twitter we have a few things, and I do have an email to get into as well. All right, we have a couple things from Twitter we're going to jump on over into. And first off, we have a couple Follow Fridays, um, which is always fun. And thanks to Rider 6 and the event live uh, for those. And we we sent out um, our share of Follow Fridays as well. And then um, also we have a message. I retweeted something and then I untweeted it. Um, I don't know. It could be slightly spoilerific, possibly. And I, I've always said I try to avoid spoilers on Twitter. Um, but one of a guy I saw had tweeted um, something about the aliens on the event, which as far as we know, that's what they are. And that's what it continues to appear that they are. Um, he says, the main problem I have with the event is how did the aliens know how to speak English seconds after crashing their aircraft? And that is a good question. Um, so I retweeted that, but then just in case people are out there looking at my Twitter feed that haven't, you know, seen up through the episodes where it looks, you know, to be revealed that they're aliens and they crash here and all that stuff, I decided to un- untweet it, unretweet it. But, um, Iwakar did respond to that. And, um, they said, perhaps it was their native tongue or they all wear a babblefish. <laughs> Smiley face. So, yeah, I don't know. That's a, a good question. I mean, it definitely makes it easier. They're not going around clicking and popping and... Like you hear on some alien movies or speaking Klingon or something. So, I don't know. That's, that's a valid question, though. And I thought that was a pretty good one. So, anyway, that was our, uh, some of our feedback from the Twitters. And we'll look over at our emails. And um, there we did get a message from Selena, who we've heard from before. She has the uh, the website that we've mentioned before and have you know, featured links um, to it from our, our podcast. And on our website, um, whatisemailpodcast.com. And um, she emailed us 
just after the last episode was put out, but it was, it was while I was having some technical difficulties with my uh, podcast equipment and such. Selena says, Hi, Jimmy. I've been listening to your show and love it. Thanks for giving the fans such a huge part of your podcast. I'm not sure if I will continue to watch after the hiatus. I wrote up a review on my blog, Selena's Event Report, and basically feel that the alien thing has been done and done and done again. There are so many things that don't make sense and don't seem like they will be addressed anytime soon. Instead of pasting my whole post here, uh, will you take a look at it and maybe pick out a segment that you would like to mention in your podcast? I'm so frustrated that I could ramble on forever. And she gives a link to her site, and then you can't wait for the next show, Selena. And so if you go over there, we'll have a link down in our feed um, to Selena's Event Report. Um, she does have a post there called Everything Will Change the Fall Finale. But um, I'll start from the top since that kind of seems to be a good place to start. And she says there, Tonight marked the last episode before NBC gives the event a hiatus until February 28th. I'm extremely hopeful the episode title will give us an indication about the direction that we're taking the show because I desperately want to love the show. There's so much of the show that I really like. The potential of a certain storylines for far-reaching government conspiracy, weird experiments on kids, theorizing and hints and Easter eggs, oh my. Give me hope that they will regroup and actually pull off the next loss kind of fan experience. But as of now, there's no reason to believe that this is any other thing than your typical alien living among us show. And as you know, my opinion of this, that it's been done a lot. So yes, after the satellite is launched into space and activated to send a signal out into space, I have give up my hopes that this would actually be a time travel show, which would be much more interesting. I can see that they are simply aliens and move on. And then she goes on to some other things. One of the things she talks about is the vice president. And just says, you know, there's inconsistencies with him. Um, like Jarvis comes off as a nice guy. Then we see he's a puppet and breaks easy under pressure and cries and wants to confess everything. But now he t- he's tough and he hates the president. And he's going to stand his ground no matter what. Um, <laughs> and this is the same thing she said. This is not the same as Starley being ultra creepy at first to mislead us into thinking he was involved in the assassination attempt. This is sheer inconsistency. And then she goes on to Sterling and says, And Sterling and the president go into the security meeting. I replayed it several times because I had no idea what the country they were talking about. Have you ever heard of Omala? Me neither. As far as I can tell, it doesn't exist. Seriously, guys. You can't use a real country? <laughs> That's kind of funny. When the missile launched, I caught myself thinking, Finally, this would get to be interesting. The entire West Coast is nuked. I know, right? That would have been cool. But I immediately knew I would be given no such satisfaction as it turned out Thomas was sending a satellite into space to phone home. As many on the discussion boards have noted, there is really no need to send a satellite into space to transmit, but whatever. <laughs> okay, she goes on to the next little thing. She talks about the cape, and then in the next part, she um, she says she hopes they will drop part of the, part of the story when they get into the relaunch. Um, and she thinks that... Sean and Layla as the main characters driving the story forward. Um, she thinks their trip to the hospital was a waste of 10 minutes. Um, and then uh, she, she mentions this, which is a good point. She said the burning of the files was totally absurd. They didn't destroy anything as of the photos apparently remained intact and all the names in the files were clearly legible. I'm so bored with the two of them running and searching but never actually doing anything. I'm tempted to fast forward as soon as I see the two of them. But I like to watch it live so I can. Thank God Layla's father is, is a non-aging dude. It did me leave me with one question. What? Why didn't Simon recognize Michael Buchanan? And then there's a few other little thoughts here. And she says, uh, she has a hard time making sense with the injections. And she says, am I incorrect in think- thinking that there are two different factions of aliens? Dempsey does not seem to be one of them, although it makes sense if he was using an age me quickly injections as a disguise. But then why would they need to experiment on the girls? 
it would seem that he knows it works at this point. And then we, she goes on to something else here. She says, um, Michael Buchanan is obviously a member of Dempsey's faction of aliens, or at least knows of Dempsey's experiments and their effects on the girls. But why is specifically injecting the offspring of these guys? The guy who was tracking down Leela inject, to inject her died quite soon after he, uh, after getting the injection. So do, do we have to assume that if you're not an alien, it kills you? Does any of this even matter? Um, and then she has a couple more little things. We'll go ahead and share those two as well. She says, there's a couple things I fear that, that February returned to the show. One, that there really is no logical reason for much of this, and they're just throwing things out there to make it a hit rather than trying to make any sense of it. Two, that they are not at all concerned that the fans who are holding on will tend to be a little smarter, more obsessed with details, and less easily appeased in the general viewing audience. Oh, has no one learned anything from Lost? In this day and age, the networks have the ability to monitor the fans through their own websites and discussion boards. Why do networks create them if they aren't going to watch them? A network that did this from season to season could have the most successful show ever. And then three, that along with many others, I will not care in February when the show comes back. Without some serious retweaking of the characters, storylines, and the storytelling itself, this show will be another in a long line of shows that have potential and yet failed so greatly. And so, yeah. I think... Honestly, I think that's probably what's going to happen. I mean, we've talked about it on the show. Like, three months off of a show that's not really doing gangbusters to begin with is not a great idea. It really isn't. It's going to it's gonna hurt the show. Even you know, the ratings are going to be struggling, I think. Unless they can, you know, it, it depends on what these ad wizards over at NBC, if they can really come up with something that really draws in some people, you know, it might be okay. But if it's just the status quo kind of stuff up through February... Uh, it's going to be tough for the event to not be canceled by, by May. Um, I mean, it just seems more and more um, like a flash forward as we move forward. Um, I mean, I, like I said before, too, flash forward is one of those shows in the second half of the season when it came back from its break. It was awesome. It got so much better, but it was too late. Like, it didn't, it, should, it needed to have been better before the break so people would have wanted to come back. And I think the same thing may be happening here, I guess. It, the viewers have kind of dipped down, it's going to be hard for them to draw in people back. <laughs> it really will. Uh, I'm not saying it's impossible. And I definitely still have high hopes for the show. I think there's some really neat stuff going on. But um, it's going to be hard for them, I think, for this three-month break. I just don't get it. I don't get why networks do this. But, yeah, I mean, one thing we'll talk about, we'll get into um, the ratings real quick. I was going to mention the news, I forgot. But like, last Monday night, or fall season finale, got a, basically 5.8 million viewers around 2.0 in the 18 to 49 category, which is better than it has been. But um, CBS was running reruns, and Dancing with the Stars was not on. It was Skating with the Stars, which isn't as popular. And so having a slight increase in a week with the main competition is gone, and there's reruns on the other channel as far as network goes. That's not a... It's not a good thing. I mean, I don't know. One thing I honestly still think is if they would move the event to another night, they would be much better off. Uh, a Monday night with, with the Dancing with the Stars and with the those comedy block on CBS, which I don't really, really understand how people watch most of those shows, but <laughs> they do. And so I think that's one of the main things that's hurting them as far as just the actual numbers go. And uh, I don't know, but we'll, we'll wait and see. Like I'm not giving up on the show. I still have hopes for it, and uh, I'm sure you do too. You wouldn't be watching the show. You wouldn't be listening to podcasts. And so we're going to move forward, and we're going to look forward to 
hopefully a really great second half of the season. And as like I mentioned earlier, hopefully the NBC will do something and the creative team there will do something to make the show not only better, but also appeal to more people and get more fans who checked it out to come back into it somehow. I'm not sure how they'll do that. I don't know if they'll do a, a, like a 1.5, like a 1.0 season and release it in like February um, the first or something. I don't, I don't know how their what their plans are for that type of thing. Um, I know as as of late, there has been the whole first 10 episodes have been on Hulu, I think. So there is a way for people to get kind of caught up on the show. But I don't know. We'll have to, um, we'll have to wait and see. And so hopefully, hopefully it'll get better. And if not, we'll all stop watching. <laughs> Pretty much. And so yeah, I guess that's about all for our um, kind of extended version of the listener feedback section here on the event line with Selena's information that she's, she's in our way. So anyway, we're going to jump into our final little part of the show where we just tell you how to get in contact with us because we don't have next on the event. We don't have a, I don't have an erratic event theory of the week uh, or anything like that this time around. So we're going to go on over and say how you can get into contact with the show. You can call us at 773-41-EVENT. That is 773-413-8368. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at twitter.com slash event podcast. Find us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash event podcast. You can uh, subscribe to our show in iTunes or in Zoom. Uh, there's also a direct feed you can go to our website and sign up for if you don't have iTunes or, or Zoom. Um, you can email us at whatistheeventpodcast at gmail.com. You can go to whatistheeventpodcast.com for important information about the event and about our show. And then also, if you, no one's done it yet, <laughs> except for me, if you'd like to, you can use Skype to call in, leave a voicemail for us, and we're just under Event Podcast, you can look us up and do that, it's free, it'll be, you know, worldwide, if you have Skype, um, that would be a free way for you to call in, and then two, I can mention one more time, you can text in to 773-413-8368, um, that would work as well, if, if that's easier for you. So there's just so many ways you can get in contact with us, if you'd like to, we would love for you to. And especially in the next few weeks, um, without you and your input, we probably won't have very many shows. Just, I mean, there's not a lot of information out right now. And so depending on your involvement, that'll really depend on how many shows are out there. Well, that's all for this week. For What is the Event podcast, the first podcast dedicated to the event on NBC, the only enhanced podcast about the event. And we will see you next time. Peace. He's going to tell them about the event.